before this podcast begins, I'd like to let you know that most of this video will be covering aspects of Skyward Sword's story. So if you would not like to be spoiled on Skyward Sword's story, then please do go and check out one of my other podcasts instead. Uh, thank you for listening though, I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone, today I'm going to be starting my crusade through the larger world of Zelda lore, in which I will finally stray away from extensively talking about real world implications. Instead, I will try and keep this series as game focused as physically possible. In this series, I'll be talking about or at least lightly touching on most things in each of the games in the Legend of Zelda series from the very beginning of the timeline, with the inclusion of the creation of Hyrule in which we'll talk about today. For you who do not come to the channel for lore videos, this won't be a series that I do weekly or anything. Depending on how this video does, I'm thinking more of a monthly basis so I can have enough info on every topic needed for each video. Final notice that these videos won't go into huge analytical dives. Perhaps in the future they will, but for now there are some things that I will dive deeper into than others, so sorry if I will miss some pieces of lore. Final thanks to Harrow Historia and Encyclopedia for most of this information. First, there was nothing. Suddenly, during a time of chaos, the three goddesses created the land. The goddess of power, Din, created the land. The goddess of wisdom, Nehru, created world order. The goddess of courage, Faror, created the world's races, which I'm sure you're certain we'll talk about later on. As the goddesses left the world in which they'd created for the final time, left behind was the Triforce, which would prove to be one of the singular most powerful items in the world, granting the possessor a guaranteed one-time gig of their most grand desire coming true. As you can imagine, this can be used to great effect, especially as the Triforce is an omnipotent force, which means that it cannot distinguish the good and honourable from the bad and dishonourable, meaning it can be used either for good or for the evil of the world. This also means that each section of the Triforce, as long as you have the power, courage or wisdom needed to possess a fraction of the Triforce, can be used. But a balance of all three is absolutely key, as if you do not have the balance of all three virtues, you'll be left with the Triforce splitting once again. First was the ancient battle between the goddess Hylia and the demon king Demise. Demons under Demise's control fled in pursuit of the Triforce, with the intention of making their own king the ruler of the entire world. Demise and his minions slaughtered many during this time pursuing the Triforce. Hylia gathered the remaining humans of the devastating attack sent by the Demon King and placed them on a plot of land along with the Triforce and sent it high into the sky, even higher than the clouds, and positioned a giant and heavy barrier between the Earth's surface and the clouds to protect all of the remaining humans on that land. The goddess saved the humans, but she herself and the remaining tribes, including that of the now infamous Sheikah tribe, battled for their lives against Demise and his minions, and surprisingly, they were victorious. But to ensure the safety of the humans in later years, Hylia knew that they must stay above the cloud barrier, as the seal that she'd used to imprison the Demon King had already grown weak. There was no way that it would hold forever. Hylia tried to use the Triforce's power to destroy Demise, however, the power of the Triforce could not be wielded by a goddess. In a last ditch attempt to save the world, the goddess renounces her divinity and to be reborn as a human. You know those dumb things that are sometimes seen in the real world nowadays? Yeah, yeah, those things. With Hylia doing this, she entrusted Impa of the Sheikh tribe with watching over the site of Demise's imprisonment until she had returned in a new form. This sacred land would then be called the Sealed Grounds and Temple. Coincidentally, the location of Demise's seal sat smack bang in the centre of the world. Just a nice little bit of extra lore that you might not have known already. Reversing back to the plot of land that Hylia had essentially thrown into the sky, it was eventually named the Isle of the Goddess, and the connections of the rest of the islands in the sky became known as Skyloft. 
the hero of the sky's birthplace and homeland, quite literally. In this divine place, there are also sent the guidance of guardian birds, known as Loftwings. Very few people down on the servers had known of Skyloft and the goddess, but as all things do, their stories eventually withered as thousands of years passed. The development of Skyloft was mostly pioneered with a very familiar headmaster, formerly known as Gapora, or maybe you say that somewhat differently, I'm sorry if I did mess that up, who through his appearance and name may just remind you a little bit of a little owl that we'll see later on in the timeline. The inhabitants of the land slowly built up their strength over the years until Gapora built the Knight Academy. He brought Kendo training and Skyloft riding to the table, two things that would no doubt aid the hero's journey in many years' time. Along with this, Gapora also had the role of the Legends Keeper, who protects the secrecy of the Goddess Sword and the surface until the time's right. Of course, the Goddess Sword was locked away from everybody in the statue of the Goddess, and it remained there until a very special human was born. With the Seal of Demise weakening almost every single second, over a large time period, you'd expect that it would gauge closer and closer to its eventual breakage. And just before this could happen, a lifeline was brought to the world, the reincarnation of Hylia, Zelda. Zelda grew over a few years, nothing symbolising her role really ever happened until she was assigned the role of the goddess at the wing ceremony, an exam that allows students to advance in the Knight Academy. The person who rides their loft wing well enough becomes a champion and so runs into the senior year. Now of course there's one person who's missing from this story, our demon slayer in green, the first incarnation of the hero, formerly known as Link. In my save file anyway. <laughs> Just as Zelda had, he'd grown over the years into a young man whilst training at the Knight Academy, and of course he'd also grown closely knit with Zelda, becoming close childhood friends. And who beat the rest of the competition at that wing ceremony on that fateful day? Link had. They performed the ceremony with Zelda, Link was given the sailcloth while stressed to do so, the hero also used his sailcloth for the first time to great effect, and all seemed to be good. Looming just below them however was the stirring of a malevolent force. Around the same time as the wing ceremony, Demise also sent his most loyal follower and prime sorcerer Girahim to the surface. In doing so, Girahim also gave himself the title of Lord. How humble of him. <laughs> Through careful planning, he let out gangs and gangs of demons in a final ditch attempt to finally save his king and resurrect Demise. After searching, Girahim finally tracked Zelda up in the sky on a playful flight with the recent winner of the wing ceremony. And of course, the sorcerer produced a tornado and sent her crashing to the surface, leaving Link to tell others about what's happened and feel responsible himself in some way. That night, Link was guided by a mysterious force to the statue of the goddess, a route foretold by Gapora, and recovered the goddess sword welding his partnership with the sword's force, Fee, into the stars. The next morning, the hero donned the cloths of a knight that year and plunged beneath the clouds using the very same sailcloth that he'd used the previous day. It was time for a legendary saga in both gaming and the Zelda world to truly begin with the descent into Farron Woods. Meanwhile, after a fall from the sky, Zelda is met by an old woman. She was then told by the same woman that she was the reincarnation of Hylia and that she must be cleansed in both of the temples of the sky and earth. With that, Zelda set off for Skyview Temple and the Earth Temple in search of the springs found there. In a sudden turn of events, Zelda is captured by Girahim's minions at the Earth Spring, but is then saved by Impa of the Sheikah tribe, whose sole responsibility was to protect the reincarnated goddess. With this, we can also infer that the old woman of the sealed temple was also Impa, but of an older era. With Zelda under the care of Impa, she praised at the two springs. She then restored her memory of being the goddess herself. In an attempt to strengthen the seal of the demon kingdom eyes, Zelda and New Age Impa attempt to return to the ancient era, until Girahim intercepts them. Thankfully, Link shows up in the nick of time, fighting Girahim and protecting the pair as they enter the Gate of Time. 
Upon entering, Impa destroyed the gate so that Girahim could no longer follow them to the past, as that could have disastrous outcomes. While Zelda and Impa were to strengthen the seal, the hero goes on to Vanja to power up the goddess sword. There's three sacred flames, one for each of the goddess's power, and each one creating an even better sword as an outcome. The other gate of time, located inside of the sealed temple, was already broken. As the seal on the demon weakened even more, Link and his foe turned friend Groose held the monster back, leaving Groose and Impa to watch over the seal and entrusting the protection of the world in Groose's hands, Link strode off in search of the sacred flames. One found inside of a calm yet daunting area, another found in a sanctuary for the hottest elements on earth, and the final one found in a ship stuck in time. With the immense force of the three goddesses behind him, the goddess sword simply powered up into one of the strongest swords known to Hylians even now, the Master Sword. Link pointed his sword to the sky as he had before, turned to the gate of time and let out a gratifying strike, thus opening the present up to the past once again. As he walks through the gate, Zelda and Impa had just arrived at the seal grounds all the way back in the ancient past. Zelda then told Link that in order to strengthen the seal, she must essentially take a nap in the sealed temple. The surface then became stable, and once again thousands of years passed. Link walked back through the portal once again and gathered the knowledge that the Triforce lay waiting somewhere on Skyloft. With this, the hero opened up Skykeep and fought many treacherous foes, and puzzles for that matter. After the trial, the hero was given access to the Triforce, and he wished for the statue of the goddess to return to its former state, laying right inside of the sealed grounds, where it would destroy demise, and after thousands of years, Zelda awoke. Just as everything seemed to have gone to plan, Link, Groose and Zelda returned to the present where they were met by an enraged Girahim. He took Zelda straight back through the gate and performed a ritual to resurrect the leader of all demons, Demise. This ritual meant sacrificing Zelda, then releasing the goddess Hylia's spirit, then granting Girahim's true form as the Demon King's trusty blade. Link ran into the ritual slashing at all of the blinds and even defeating Girahim himself, but he was too late. Demise had been resurrected. He was then challenged to a duel somewhere far off from the sealed grounds, and there, the hero fought and truly defeated the Demon King Demise. His hatred was then locked inside of the Master Sword, and of course the enemies on the surface also no longer terrorised inhabitants of the lands. Whilst locking him inside of the sword, Demise drew a curse on Hyrule. This curse would ensure that as long as Demise's hatred, Hylia's reincarnation and the spirit of the hero was present, the same events that took place here would happen forevermore. This wasn't an issue for now, so the heroes travel back to the present, sealing the Master Sword into its original pedestal. Also meaning that Fi or Fi would be locked away after a heart-wrenching scene, the heroes resided to living on the surface where Skyloft now was, where they changed the name to Groundlocked. Of course, that's not the truth. <laughs> it's still Skyloft, even if it is on the ground. But this was the beginning of a curse, a curse that we will look into a lot more in the future. But this right here was saving the world for the first time inside of the Zelda timeline. I hope you guys enjoyed this brand new start to a series. If you'd like to see more, then please leave a like, rate, and subscribe. I don't really like the idea of like goals, but I'll know for sure that you guys want to see more of this if we hit 80 likes on this video, since it is a fresh thing and I understand that. The people you can see on screen right now are the people who help me out in doing this more often than I probably should sometimes. And Sumji especially is a lifesaver, so if you'd like to join these people on screen, then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. If you look down there in the description to find the link. Along with that link is the link to my other media platforms, so if you'd like to keep up with me, then you can do there. Now thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.